on you. Continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for us. With that, we are in Psalm 23 this morning. As last week, we started this new series called Fearless Living. Fearless Living, Living in the Light of a Shepherd. And we went to this series as we started thinking, or I started thinking, why do we go to Psalm 23 just in our some days, our worst days, our crisis days? We go to Psalm 23 when we're in funerals or in times of death, but we don't always go to Psalm 23 in our every days. And I believe that all God's word and scriptures like this, Psalm 23, are to be used in our every days, not just our some days. In fact, isn't it funny? Psalm 23 is one of the most known scriptures in all the world. Not just Christians, not just followers of Christ know the scripture, but people all over the world know this scripture. They're familiar words as you read, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Especially as you think about later on. I see it all over gift shops. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear for you are with me. People know this scripture, but you don't think about it every day. So we're going to spend a few weeks here just thinking about these words and think about how do we apply Psalm 23 to our everydays, not just our somedays. How do we have fearless living in light of a shepherd? So let's read now from Psalm 23. And I believe if I remember correctly, I put the words for you on the screen. Thank you. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today, we continue on this camping trip, on this hiking trip, as we hike through God's word. But we're going to camp out today on Psalm 23, verse 2, where it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And today's theme, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Today's theme, today's main idea that I want you to see is this. Just as the shepherd cares for his sheep, God cares for his children. Just as the shepherd cares for his sheep, God cares for his children. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. You see, David knew a lot about shepherding. And that's why he's writing this this great Psalm 23 for us. By God's inspiration, this is the holy inspired word of God, he writes this and he knows what he's writing about. David used to be a shepherd as a boy. And even to this day, as he looks back upon his life and he reflects, he ponders, he looks to how God has cared for him as a shepherd. David's still shepherding. It's just he's moved from shepherding sheep, animals, to shepherding sheep as people. David, I I believe this is wrote later in his life, David is shepherding a kingdom as he's a king. God too shepherds sheep. We are the sheep and God is our shepherd. God is our caretaker. God is our king and Lord over us. And he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. 
But I think because we've gotten so far away from this idea of shepherding, especially shepherding as they did in this day, we have a harder understand, time understanding what does this mean? Now, some of you who have livestock at home, have farms, whether it be hobby farms or it's your main business farming, you understand a lot more than me. In fact, I, I quoted Dan Lyons last week in my sermon as shepherding sheep, and I was corrected later that he does not shepherd sheep. In fact, I believe he has or had goats. And Dan, you must not be watching these sermons because I didn't get a phone call from you correcting me. So everybody call Dan this week and check up on him and make sure he's okay. Say, hey, we love you, brother, and we're praying for you. And do you need help tuning in? Um, anyways, let's move on. Since we don't understand exactly what's happening in these, these lines, because we're not all shepherds, we need to spend a little bit more time just pondering these words, thinking about the outline that's in front of us and what's happening. So this week, I kind of spent that some time contemplating, pondering, reflecting, thinking, as I said you should. I did. What a great leader, right? If you're a leader, you should do what you say, practice what you say to do, not just tell people to do and not do it. Well, anyways, we see two characters. We see the sheep. We see the shepherd. We see two actions. We see the shepherd makes and he leads the sheep. He makes them lie down in green pastures. He leads them in or beside still waters. I guess beside still waters is better. He doesn't lead them in the water, but maybe he does at times. He gets in the water with us. Anyways, we see four applications, four points, four take-homes, if you would, and we'll get to those a little bit later. I can't just preach for five minutes, right? You can get that on a little devotional. I want us to dig deep in Scripture. I want us to ponder these thoughts. So as we do this, I want you to just start by envisioning a stream. Picture a stream in your head. Picture a river in your head. Maybe you need to close your eyes. That's okay. Close your eyes. Parents, make sure your kids wake up when we're done here. Don't let them sleep during the whole thing. Larry, Carol Foster, whoever else out there that may struggle, close your eyes. I know you're just praying. Thank you. We need prayer. But picture a stream in your head right now. What do you see? I think as we picture a stream, and as I pictured a stream this week, I picture both rushing waters and still waters. I picture both rushing waters and still waters. And both rushing waters and still waters, both the turbulent, rushing, fast-moving waters and the still, calm, tranquil waters, they both have their purposes in life. And God is in the details in both situations. God ordains both. And in the same way, we can see our life. We have times of life where it is like rushing water with lots of rapids, rocks, fast-moving currents, dangerous undertoes, and yes, even waterfalls to fall under or over and in. But we also have times of calmness. We have a stillness, gentle waters in our life. Both occasions are useful by God. Both occasions have their purpose, and God is in all situations, and he will have his goodness shown in all situations, both his goodness for his will and his people. It's all beneficial for bringing us up and for growing us in him. 
C.S. Lewis once said, and I was reminded of this scripture, this, this quote by a good friend this week. He once said this, God whispers to us in our pleasures and screams at us in our pains. Let me say that again, C.S. Lewis, and this might be paraphrased a little bit, but I love it. God whispers to us in our pleasures and screams at us in our pains. I see that relating to this whole idea of streams and rushing waters, still waters, because in those still waters, he's whispering to us. He's talking to us. But in in the rushing waters, he still never leaves. He's still there, but he's screaming at us so that we can see him, so we can hear him past the waves, over the waves, over the rushing water. I went with a good set of friends yesterday exploring Wisconsin. Oh, I love Wisconsin. It's beautiful. What beautiful creation we have of God here. And we went to Jim Falls to try and spot some sturgeon below the dam there behind Old Abe Lake, which is more like a river, I found. But uh, what I noticed as we sat there looking at this river is I noticed, I remember saying to this good friend, I remember saying, wow, the power of water. I mean, it's just amazing. I I stood there in awe of the power of this water coming out through the stream, the rushing water. But then as I stood there, I said again, I followed up, the power of God. That rushing water reminds us of the power of God. But it also, we see other things as you envision this stream, still waters, rushing waters. Open your eyes, by the way. I never told you that. But maybe you're still envisioning the waters. That's great. You see, it's hard to hear your friend talking to you in those rushing waters, isn't it? We need to find the still waters sometimes so that we can actually hear what's being said to us. God leads us beside still waters just as he leads us in the rushing waters. And it's through those still waters that we can, we can fully focus on him and see how he has provided for us in faith through the rushing waters as well. Just as the shepherd provides and cares for his sheep, our heavenly father, God, cares for his children. Just as the shepherd cares for his sheep, God cares for his people. Let's move on. I'm told that sheep would not drink of turbulent water, rushing water. In fact, I'm told that sheep would be scared of the turbulent rushing water if a shepherd tried to lead him beside rushing water. It'd be hard for them to stay paying attention to the shepherd. They'd want to run away. We too, like sheep, do the same thing. When we're in rushing waters, we're often scared, we're often distracted, and we need to even more focus beyond the waves to the shepherd who is leading us through both rushing waters and still waters. The whole world around you may at times feel like rushing waters, but in the presence of the great shepherd Jesus, you can find peace, tranquility, and stillness. In his presence, the presence of a Savior, the presence of Jesus, the rushing of your waters, the rushing waters of your life can be calmed. He leads you beside still waters. What a great thought. What a great vision. Just as Jesus calmed the storm for the disciples and the waves ceased, he can also calm the waters around you so that you can stay afloat and see beyond the waves. Maybe you need to read that story this week of Jesus calming the storm, calming the waters. It's found in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27, what I referenced. But why might he do this? 
Again, I pondered, I thought, why might he calm the rushing waters? Why might he lead us beside still waters? And maybe a second question is this, why might he not all? I want to just be on top of the mountain looking down at the waters. Well, there's a few thoughts here. For one, we need water to survive. If you're just always standing on top of the mountain and, you never look, and you're looking down at the water, but you never actually jump down in the water to take a drink, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to sooner or later slowly shrivel up and die. We need to be led beside still water so that we can be provided for, so that we can be replenished, so that we can survive. But not just in a physical sense, we need the replenishment for our souls, which is only found through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We need those green pastures, and we need him to make us lie down so that we can be fulfilled, and we can trust in him and find fearless living. All anxieties, all worries, all fears swept away as we know we have a trust in a Savior who does not leave us at any time of our lives, and he provides our every need. More on that in a minute here. Let's get back to the notes before I keep going on. We need water to survive, but it's hard to drink from the rushing waters. As I pondered this, I thought about this, and maybe you can go here with me. When I was a child, maybe to some of you, I still am a child. When I was like this big instead of like this big, I'm a fisherman. I'm this big, right? All right. No, I'm five foot nine and a half. My doctor might have told me the other week I was five eight, but I still think he's wrong. When I was this big, when I was a child, I remember running around in the yard, frolicking. I don't even know what that means. But running around in the yard, playing, maybe jumping around in the sprinkler, and you'd get hot, and you would go to grab the garden hose to take a drink of water. Maybe you can envision yourself doing this now. I picture myself with the garden hose just splashing all over my face like a dog with the garden hose as you're trying to take a drink. But what you soon realize is that you're not getting replenished. You're not getting fulfilled because the water is just rushing too fast. You can't control it. You can't drink from it. So you do, you do something. You crimp that hose shut. And then you just release just a little bit of pressure so that it just slowly trickles out. Still water. So that you can then take a drink out of it. Now, If you're really smart, maybe you just go inside and get a cup filled with water, but that wasn't me. We need still waters to be replenished. We need water to survive. Sheep are like us, and I believe there's 70 to 80%, something like that, water, fluids. The shepherd knows exactly what you need and when, and he leads you beside that. He leads you to it. But unlike physical water, The spiritual water that we need, the spiritual connection for our souls to be reunited, connected with God, can only be led to by one person, and that's the great shepherd. You see, the great shepherd leads you beside still waters, which you could never find without him. Because like sheep, we're kind of hopeless. We need a savior. We need a shepherd. Still waters provide for our bodies and souls to give us replenishment. It gives us time to reflect like David is doing now. It gives us time to see how the shepherd never leaves. The great shepherd Jesus replenishes our souls through still waters, the still waters of his presence. 
communing with him in prayer, communing with him in his word. It's like green pastures which fulfill our needs for us. And we are so fulfilled through the still waters and the green pastures that he can make us lie down. I'm told, again, I'm not a shepherd, but I'm told, or not of animals at least, I'm told that it's really hard to make sheep lie down, especially in a green pasture, because they just want to keep eating and eating and eating of the green pasture. What if it's not there tomorrow? It takes sheep to be fulfilled. It takes sheep for their tummies can be, to be completely filled, and it takes sheep to have trust in their shepherd, complete trust that they don't have to fear a wolf sneaking up and attacking them, eating them. It takes trust and fulfillment for them to lie down. In our great shepherd, he makes us lie down because we can be fulfilled in him. We don't need to fear. We can have fearless living in light of a shepherd, fearless living in him and him alone. In John 7, 37 to 38, we read, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. In John 6, 35, Jesus is referred to as the bread of life, which came down from heaven. We need to come to him, come to Jesus, and have all that you need. It goes on to say, we are, not, we are neither hunger nor thirst anymore. Once you take in Jesus, believe in him, confess with your mouth, he is Lord, he is your savior. Follow after him and never hunger, never thirst again in a spiritual sense, which contrary to popular belief, our physical needs are not our most important need. It's our spiritual need. Both still waters and rushing waters have purpose. God uses them both. I hope you're seeing this. The waves in the storm of Matthew 8 that we referenced earlier had purpose. God could have just prevented the waves from ever coming. He could have prevented the storm from ever being there present in the disciples' life at all. But no, he allowed it to happen. And then when he awoke and he calmed the seas, he calmed the storm. Do you remember what Jesus said to his disciples? He said, O ye of little faith, the storm, the rushing waters of our life, they help us to show us how God is powerful. God is in control of all things and that we should have faith in him. It helps to grow us in our faith and it also helps us to show other people around us how God is in control despite what's happening. But then we, like the shepherd here, leads us beside still waters. We can lead other people to the still waters too. Help show them the replenishment that you find through your great shepherd. Through still waters, we can fully focus on him. And by focusing on him, you'll see that he has provided everything that you needed, even in those rushing waters. Through the undertows, the current, the rocks, the rapids, he was still there keeping you safe. He was still there keeping you afloat. But the rushing waters, they sometimes take our focus off of the one that's yelling out to us. It's hard to hear him. That's why we need the still waters to listen to the shepherd's voice, to hear him speak, to refocus us as we get disoriented in the rushing waters. We get spun all around. Just as the shepherd Jesus brings us the sheep besides still waters, we need to be still and know that he is God. Besides still waters, you realize you have nothing to fear. 
You have a shepherd there leading you, guiding you to exactly what you need. Fearless living in light of a shepherd. Being led beside still waters can be a great break, but please, please, please do not lose sight that even in the rushing waters, you still have the shepherd calling out to you, guiding you, leading you. We just need to look beyond the waves and focus on his voice. In all situations, we can see that it's beneficial for both us and God and his plan and his people. There is fearless living when you're still in the presence of Jesus as your shepherd. But we need to remember that John 10.10 we talked to last week. In Jesus, in the shepherd, we find life, life abundant. So now we come to this point in the message where we think about what points. I mean, you started off talking about the two actions, the two characters, the sheep and the shepherd. Um, We said there would be two scenes, the pasture, which we haven't talked about much yet, and the stream. And we said there would be four points. Well, here's the points. Here's the application, the take-home, if you would. We'd start with number one. We need to be still. Just like you notice the still waters, we need to be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God, just like the waters mentioned here, and you get this picture of still water in your head. Picture that and remember to be still and know he is God. Number two, once you are still beside those still waters with the shepherd, take a moment, take a long moment to stare at the shepherd. Admire the shepherd. So number two, again, is stare at the shepherd. Look at the Savior. Look to the Savior. Stare at him more than you stare at yourself. Stare at him, stare at the shepherd, admire the shepherd, all he does for you, all that he provides for you. Stare at him, admire him more than you admire yourself or more than you admire your worldly idols, the things you look to here every single day around you, whether it be people, whether it be hobbies, whether it be sports, whether it be anything else. Admire him more. Notice the many blessings And how even when you could not see or hear past the rushing waters and waves, the shepherd showed you that he was and is still there in your life, still providing for you, still rescuing you and his people, still protecting them and providing for them. How is he blessing you today? How is he providing for you today? We need to spend time like David reflecting. We need to spend time like David going beside the still waters and just looking to the shepherd, admiring him staring at him and seeing all that he continues to provide for us. How are you better equipped now to handle the next set of rushing waters because the stillness that you're in now and being able to reflect upon what God has done for you in the past rushing waters? How are you better equipped to help other people in your life because of the rushing waters that he has led you through and because of him leading you beside still waters to get replenished and fulfilled? The shepherd never stops caring for his sheep. God never stops caring for his children. Jesus never stops rescuing and providing for us. Even though we are foolish, dumb animals, and we go ways we ought not to go, we seek after things we ought not to seek, we feed ourselves with things we shouldn't be feeding ourselves with, we we put things into our body and into our lives which should never be there in the first place. But the shepherd... He doesn't leave. 
He loves his sheep so much that he sacrifices himself for them. He dies for them. His body breaks, his blood spills, that they might have life forevermore. He leads them beside still waters and into green pastures. Think of, remember Matthew chapter um, six, where we're told that just as God cares for the birds, he cares for you. And again, it's kind of followed up with this ye of little face type statement. I mean, come on, don't you think that just as God cares for the birds and the animals of the land, earth, sea, water, don't you think if he cares for them, he would definitely care for the ones that are created in his image, the one that he sent his son to die for, for their sins. He's there for you, to lead you, to make you lie down in green pastures, beside still waters, leading. Number three, while beside the still waters, quietly admire him. Quietly. That means just stop. Stop. Stop asking questions. Stop arguing. Stop trying to explain yourself. Stop talking. Some of us have a hard time with that stop talking, stop asking questions, stop arguing, stop explaining yourself idea. But we need to just stop and be quiet and admire him quietly. Number four, the final point is this. Listen to his voice. He leads you beside still waters so that you can hear him fully. Listen to his voice. In fact, he makes you lie down in green pastures, as we talked about before. He's making you lie down because we know we don't, we, we don't know when we should lie down. We don't. We continue working and working and working and seeking after things when the best thing for us is just to lie down in his presence and be fulfilled in him. Allow him to lead you beside still waters. He provides for you even when you do not want to see it. Even when you don't know that you need it, he's there providing. Sheep need to feed, and we do too. But the problem is, without his guidance, we don't know where we should eat. We need to follow his guidance to the green pastures. And that starts with trusting in Jesus, trusting the shepherd. Listen to his voice. I'm told that a green pasture for sheep can look differently at different times of life. In the springtime, that pasture might be green as far as the eye can see, and the sheep feed enormously. But I'm told that in other times of life, the summertime, especially overseas in the Middle East, those green pastures start to dry up, and it might just look like a rocky field, kind of like this picture behind me down here at the bottom. And I'm told that those shepherds might walk four or five miles a day as they lead their, shepherd, their, their sheep, as they shepherd their sheep, and they shepherd them, lead them to green pastures Maybe it's little sprouts of green behind rocks, but don't lose fact that through both the drought seasons and the green as far as you can see, the shepherd is still leading his sheep to the food they need and to the water they need for replenishment. Jesus never leaves you. You might take your eyes off of him because we're like sheep and we walk away, but Jesus is still there knocking you with his rod, his staff, and bringing you back home to him. We need to follow him. 
Allow him to lead beside still waters. Allow him to make you lie down in green pastures. Beside still waters and rushing waters, you are not alone. The shepherd makes you lie down. He fulfills your hunger and your thirst in him, through him. This week, my challenge to you is this. I want you to find some still water. I want you to reflect upon these words. Maybe you um, need to find a physical still water, a little stream to sit by like I did, and you just think about the waters, the rushing waters, the stillness, uh, all that. Maybe you just need to pray to God and plead with him and say, Lord, please bring a stillness to my life now so that I can focus on you. Find the still waters. Go into his word. Allow his word to be the green pastures that you need and allow him to make you lie down in his word, commune with him in prayer in his word and be fulfilled. See how you can trust him. See how, as John 10.10 reminded us last week, life is found in the great shepherd who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ loves you and desires for you to have life forevermore with him. He is the great shepherd. And through him, through living in light of the great shepherd, we can have fearless living. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are our shepherd and that you shepherd us throughout every single day of our life, through the rushing waters, through the still waters. You have a purpose in all times. Lord, we pray that through the stillness that you lead us beside, we will reflect upon the rushing waters and see how you never left and you continue to provide for us. May our faith continue to increase in you. And may we be fulfilled and replenished. May we thirst no more. May we hunger no more as we see how you provide for us through your word each week. Thank you for edifying us, for growing us in your word today in Psalm 23, verse 2. As we see, beside still waters you lead us and you make us lie down in green pastures. The great shepherd gives all we need. We lack nothing. Amen. Please close with us as we worship in one final song.